0: Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging, I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about tips for saving on prescription drugs is Cheryl Fallman. Cheryl has over 30 years of experience as a clinician and researcher in health policy, focusing on a variety of areas, including cost, access, and quality of care. In addition to being a pharmacist, she went on to get a MBA and PhD. Her research work has focused on developing and validating healthcare quality measures across different types of care. She has worked at a number of large research organizations that work with Medicare, Medicaid, and private insurers. But her most important work has been helping people steer their way through the healthcare system. How are you doing today, Cheryl?
1: Fine. Thanks, Jason. How are you?
0: Very good. Looking forward to our time together. But before we get started, for those that are joining us today for the live webinar, type your questions in. Time permitting, we will do everything in our power to get your questions answered. So, Cheryl, let's start. Let's talk about tips for saving on prescription drugs.
1: Okay, um, so there's a few things we'll talk about today. Right now, everyone is thinking about Medicare and Part D because it is open enrollment season. But there are also a few other things to to think about when you when we are looking on, for tips on saving on prescription drugs, and medication reconciliation, medication therapy monitoring programs, mail order pharmacies, prescription drug discount, and pharmacy savings clubs and there are some state pharmacy assistance programs and a few other federal programs that can help people. So um, right now, one of the hardest things about aging is seeing how many prescription drugs you end up taking. Most Most of us have Medicare coverage that now offers some kind of prescription drug coverage. For people who are Medicare Advantage. Prescription coverage is part of the basic enrollment package. Um, uh, Although, if you opt for regular Medicare, it does not include prescription drug coverage, and you have to purchase it separately. Um, This separate prescription coverage is known as Part D. Um, And because the prescriptions you take change over time, you really need to review your Part D enrollment every year during the open enrollment period which is right now Um, when you choose a drug plan um, a regular part d drug plan you can find plans that offer additional coverage during the donut hole Um, so part d coverage will cover drugs up to four thousand and twenty dollars then you enter this thing called the donut hole which is an up to six thousand three hundred and fifty you are covering a much greater proportion of the cost on your own and then once you reach over sixty three hundred fifty it's almost all paid for by medicare so um you need to think about what you're taking, how much they cost, and how they've changed. But uh, you really need to make sure that you enroll in Part D coverage. There is a permanent penalty if if you do not enroll in your Part D coverage. So you really need to make sure about that. Okay, so what is medication reconciliation? The official CMS definition is, the process of identifying the most accurate list of all medications that the patient is taking, including name, dosage, frequency, and route, by comparing the medical record to an external list of medications obtained from a patient, hospital, or other provider. Okay, that is a really long definition. But basically, what it is, is a pharmacist will compare the medication you're taking against a medication list from the, your doctor. Um, doesn't this already happen when I go see my doctor or get a prescription? I Most people would think yes, but the real answer is no. Unfortunately, in the United States, there is no one record where all the hospitals, doctors, and pharmacists can see all of the prescription drugs that you're taking even if a record like this existed it wouldn't include any of the -the over-the-counter medications like vitamins or tylenol or any herbal medications you might be taking and all of this makes a difference so when you get a prescription filled at a pharmacy um, the pharmacist only knows the prescription filled at their chain. For example, if you get a prescription at CVS and you get another prescription at Costco, the two computer systems don't talk to each other. So the pharmacists don't know what the other chain has given you. And that can create problems. And something similar happens with physicians. I mean, you might see multiple specialists And you may or may not have a primary care doctor. Um, and a lot of times these doctor's offices don't talk to each other. And I'm sure you've had that experience. So in reality, no one has a complete listing of all of the prescriptions that you get. Okay. So, okay. Next question. How do I get a medication reconciliation? Well, if you're admitted to the hospital for any reason at all medicare will pay for one so but it has to happen within 30 days after you have been discharged so you make sure that this happens for you and you don't forget to include all of those over-the-counter things and herbal medications that i just mentioned because sometimes those can interact with the prescription drugs okay so the one thing that you need to know about some of these programs is you know part of saving money on prescriptions is to take what you need to avoid duplication of drugs and avoid interactions um and as we just discussed, medication reconciliation is one way to do it. The other way is something called medication therapy management so you'll be happy to know this is a free program okay so if you've been fortunate enough not to have gone to the hospital you might be eligible for medication therapy management Um, these are generally offered by your insurance company and they target People who have a combination of health issues or chronic diseases. Um, so, for example, if you have diabetes and you know congestive heart failure, or you know, cro- you know chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, you might be eligible for this. You know, because you take several medication, several prescription medications, and you may have actually several non-prescription medications, i.e. the over-the-counter med- medications. Um, sometimes people who take lots of drugs have difficulty managing all of these medications, you know, when do you take them, how many do you take? Like it gets complicated after a while. I I know my mother took up to 20 pills a day. So, some days there it was tough. Um, and it also people who need um m- Close monitoring. So, anyone who, for example, anyone who's on a blood thinner may be eligible for a program like this. And it's really beneficial if you get your prescriptions at a lot of different pharmacies because that way this provides someone who oversees everything. So, why would you want to do it? What do you get out of it? So you would get a full review of all of your medications and the reasons why you take them. And this can be important because sometimes your health changes and you may not necessarily need to be taking everything. Um, They will provide a written summary of your medication review. um, So you can take it with you to your doctor and your pharmacist. And it also will work with you to develop an action plan and this will help make you help you make the best use of your medications um so it's really good for you and i guess so what do you cover what do you talk about is it someone who just yaps yaps at you and you just listen or what so i mean you have it's also up to you to tell them whether your medications have side effects um or whether you're feeling something that is new for example a lot of high blood pressure medications can cause coughing you tell them about that because it may be related to the high blood pressure medication or it may be related to the fact you might have a cold you know but it, but tell them that um, it also helps identify if there's any interactions between the medications that you're taking and it, they will work with you to help you lower your costs. So um, this is a helpful thing. And to find out if your plan, sorry, I advanced one too far. (laughs) To find out if your insurance plan covers uh, medication therapy management, just call your Part D or your prescription drug coverage plan. And you can ask them whether you're eligible um, you can you ask them about the specifics of the program, like where do you go for to get the services? How often can you get a review done? This is all information that's really helpful for you. Okay, so mail order pharmacies should I or shouldn't I? Now I know everyone sees mail order pharmacies, and you get lots of promos. A lot of places offer this now. Um, and a lot of people with Part D are guided by their insurance companies to get their prescriptions filled through a mail order pharmacy. But is this the really the right choice for you? You want to know the answer is it depends. There's pros and cons that you need to think about when using a mail order pharmacy. And I know a lot of people have moved to a mail order pharmacy during, the time, during this time of the COVID-19 because you don't want to go into the pharmacy. So, I mean, some of the advantages, and I'm sure all of you can attest to this, you save time. You don't have to drive to the pharmacy. You don't have to stand in line and wait and wait for the pharmacist to say, it'll be 15 minutes and it's 45 minutes Um, And the medication is delivered right to your door, and generally, there's free shipping. So this works really well if you have a chronic illness, you have diabetes, you have high blood pressure, something like that where you're taking medication consistently. Um, and many mail order pharmacies will actually give you a 90 day supply instead of a 30 day supply, which is what you get at your local pharmacy. This means you're only paying one copay instead of three. So you save money that way. And the other advantage is there's always someone to talk to. If you have questions, you can phone them. And yes, some places have pharmacies that are open 24-7, 365, like Walgreens and CVS. But most pharmacies don't have those hours, so this gives you the option if you, want to talk, if you need to talk to someone. Um, and there are a few disadvantages. So one of them is if you need a prescription right away, like you need antibiotics. Um, That You can't wait for that. You need that filled. Um, You take a customized prescription, one that is made by hand by the pharmacist. So in that case, you definitely need the pharmacist um, to do it. And if you're really worried about your prescriptions being lost or stolen, um, although if that happens, most mail-order pharmacies replace it without any problem and without additional cost to you. And, you know, sometimes you just want to talk with your pharmacist. Um, you know, you want to ask them questions about, you know, if you have a muscle ache, can you take such and such? Um, you know, what to take for a cold. Or you want to get a flu shot. I know I just had mine, and I had it done at my my local pharmacy. So there are some advantages. Now, the ne- these next two items are something a little bit different. Um, the most important thing that you must remember about these prescription drug discount cards and prescription savings, savings clubs cannot be used with Medicare Part D, period, end of story. Um, but the reason you might want to think about it is sometimes it's actually cheaper to use these things than to pay the copay on your Part D. So there's only a very few type of drug plans like the VA or TRICARE for Retired Military that work together with Part D, as I said. But in general, these do not, and you must remember that. So what are these, I, I mean, the drug discount cards are they promise savings upwards of 80 percent on the cost of prescription drugs you know if you go to their app or you go to their websites and i i don't know about you but i've certainly seen the ads on tv for good rx and martin sheen doing his west wing um, thing when he's selling single care so you know there's all of these programs listed here called you know good rx single care blink health rx saver America's Pharmacy, WellRx, and the AARP—they all offer discounts. There's no monthly membership and no sign-up fee. I, I mean, some of these programs do offer an upgraded status, so like a you know a platinum type thing or a gold card, but you have to pay a month—you have to pay for that. So. The nice thing is you can look up your prescription drug costs before you even get out the door before you go to the pharmacy. And all of these these programs they offer they work with a variety of pharmacies. So it's not just your local CVS or your local Safeway. They you know they operate with th- tens of thousands of pharmacies across the country. So that's nice. Um, And the better thing about it is each pharmacy offers a different price, and you'll know that price when you look it up. And some of these programs will actually tell you if the prescriptions are available for free because some some stores will have promos for that. Um, So the way they work is you go to their website, you type in the drug name, and they'll ask you... um, you know, sort of what the strength is and how many tablets you, you need. They'll print out a list of, or they'll show you a list of pharmacies that offer this. You just click on the pharmacy that you want and you print out the, the discount coupon or you can email it to yourself or text it to yourself. And you just go to the pharmacy and you show them the discount. And that's, that's it. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. So, Prescription clubs are different. Okay, these are generally run by specific chains. So, if you participate in the one at Walmart, you can only go to Walmart or Sam's Club. If you participate in the one at Walgreens, you can only go to Walgreens. Um, There's generally some kind of a nominal annual fee. For instance, to join the Walgreens program, it's thirty-five dollars a month for, or thirty-five dollars a year, sorry, for the for an entire family. So, I I mean, you can get your prescriptions filled in these places, but you couldn't get a prescription. They're not valid at some place like CVS. But the other thing is they can offer they may also offer you other perks like discounts on over the counter medications um on you know diabetic supplies things like that so you need to look into each of each of the programs um and as i mentioned earlier sometimes the prescriptions are less expensive through either of these programs than what you might pay for your copay using your Medicare Part D, so remember if you join either one of these programs, a discount card program or a prescription club, keep your Medicare Part D. Do not ever give that up. So I have something else listed on here it's called Patient Assistance Programs now. These are run by pharmaceutical companies to provide free medications to people who can't afford their medication. I'm sure you've seen the ads on television for any number of drugs, you know, where they say, if you if you cannot afford your medication, AbbVie may be able to help you. Okay, so that's what these are these are different than discount cards or prescription clubs because these only cover certain medications from certain pharmaceutical companies they will not offer you a blanket savings on all of your medications Um, generally there are income level income limits for people who apply and it's different for each company Um, but if you get approved for this you can use this at any pharmacy you're you're not restricted like you are in the prescription clubs Um, and if you already have part d coverage for a medication some companies will still let you apply for their programs Um, other companies review the applications on a case-by-case basis and others just won't accept you if you have part d um, I've provided a number of resources for patient assistance programs on my website at www.sensere.com, or you can find them at www.medicare.gov/pharmaceutical-assistance-program. Okay, so now there is one. There's two final options for people. And these are state pharmaceutical assistance programs, and there are other federal programs. Both of these programs tend, they both are um, income restricted. So it depends on how much money you make. Now, for the state pharmaceutical assistance programs, um, there's 21 states and the US Virgin Islands offer help. Um, and the, as as I mentioned, there's it's income limited, but it varies by state, and um, so you need to look at that. So some pay for prescriptions, some pay for the drug plan premiums, and some pay for other drug costs. So you need to look specifically at whether your state offers these or not to find out what kind of program or find out if they, if they offer a program. And what kind of program they offer, you can go to www.medicare.gov slash pharmaceutical assistance program slash hashtag state programs. Now, there's one final area that if you meet cer- certain income and resource limits um, you may qualify for a program called extra Help. now this is a program that's offered by medicare and social security to pay drug costs premiums deductibles and coinsurance for your medicaid prescription drug coverage okay so and i can tell you that the income level changes every year so you, you need to reapply every year but, in twenty twenty if you had a yearly income of nineteen thousand one hundred and forty if you were single and twenty five thousand eight hundred and sixty for a married couple and up to fourteen thousand six hundred and ten in resources um you could potentially qualify for these programs um, you would ha you have to look at it but uh you may automatically qualify if you're already on medicaid or you get supplemental security income which is ssi okay so now is the time for questions um jason does anyone have questions
0: they do that's a lot to unpack good gracious cheryl (laughs) Um, Sorry,
1: I know it was a lot.
0: No, no, it's not your fault. I guess, you know, a lot of the things that when you talk to individuals and they, you talk about Medicare, I think one of your third bullet points there, Cheryl, was referencing the, the, the cancel the penalties. So I think mm-hmm. some people are just worried like, what if they miss on things? So I, mean, I know this is a broad-based question. I'm just going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. How do people even begin to understand? I mean, you mentioned that Medicare might offer this or your insurance. How How does somebody even begin to get an understanding of what's available for them?
1: Okay, so this is the hard part. And right now is open enrollment season. So this is the time that people need to investigate this. Um, Medicare.gov carries a lot of information about this. There are also brokers um, in many states that can help you. Um, identify what kind of plan might work best for you. Yeah. So this is one of the things, and as long as you enroll in Medicare at sixty five a part A, B, and D, you won't have any penalties. Right. So I mean that's the thing is you need to do it when you turn sixty five yeah. um, but yeah it's it's a lot of questions. And it's hard. No. Well, Sorry, it, there's no easy answer. <laughs> no,
0: it, this is this is wonderful resources for people. Like you said, the idea here is just to continue to get out the information and to provide people links and to provide people those resources that can help them. So, I mean, I'm not complaining at all. Believe me. I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about the, the reconciliation. So, if you sure. go to a hospital, who do you talk to at a hospital to obtain that that reconciliation, or is that even possible?
1: Okay. Yes, it is. It you only get it if you been in the hospital as an inpatient, uh, because I know we had this conversation last time I gave a webinar, you have to be an inpatient in the hospital. It doesn't work if you're an outpatient or if you're an observation. Now the reconciliation should happen as part of your discharge, okay? Some hospitals it may not. Just because the hospital is small and they may not have a pharmacist on staff um if that happens you can have it done elsewhere i mean i have a friend who now does remote medication reconciliation she does it all online through zoom um you can go to your local pharmacy and they everyone has a billing code so they you just explain what happened and what you want and they can take care of it for you
0: so sure you said this is part of your discharge from the hospital so let's just play devil's advocate. What happens if you didn't get this or something happened you don't have it when you leave? What do you do?
1: Um, You can get it done up to 30 days afterwards. So you can have it done at your local pharmacy. Um, As I said, there are people who do this online now, who do this remotely. Um, My friend works at the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy and this is part of what she does. But yeah, you you can have this done. It doesn't have to happen in the, in the hospital. And sometimes it's almost better to have it done outside of the hospital. Okay. Because I don't know about you, but I know when I've been in the hospital, you get what I call discharge brain. So because they overload you with so much information.
0: If you don't mind, I wanted to stay with discharge. I know this is a little bit off topic, but you had said in a, in a previous webinar I'd like to maybe touch on this just for a quick second about when you're you're being discharged from a hospital that it's important for a family member not to just go rush to the car that you mm-hmm. need to have whether it's a family member or an advocate can you talk a little bit about that as far as making sure that when this patient leaves the hospital that they're fully aware of whether it's you know the reconciliation or the, the you know everything
1: okay certainly so I, whether people believe me or not there has actually been a number of research studies that show when you spend time in the hospital, you sort of you you've kind of lost some of your ability to focus because I mean it's noisy. You don't get a full night's sleep. The machines are always beeping. Someone comes in at four in the morning to take your blood. I mean, does any of that sound familiar to people? So What happens uh, if, you know, after two or three nights of this, you're just not fully with it? And it's important to have someone there with you to ask questions, um, to make sure that you have everything that you need, because you can't always do that. If, you know, I know for me, if I haven't slept well for the past two or three nights, I'm not going to be able to think of all the details. And so it's helpful to have someone else there to work with you. Um, and yes, they they may give you paper or they may just give you verbal instructions. Um, it depends on what you're in for and, and the, the hospital itself. So it's helpful to have someone else there and they can make sure that you've had a me- medication reconciliation. You know, whether you have all of the, for example, wound care instructions or you know arrangements have been made for home care. All of that is stuff that you know you need to think about when you're in the hospital but it's hard you may not be able to think about it. Does that make does that answer your question?
0: Absolutely. Um now I'm going to probably butcher this question but I have written down you said Medicare will provide the medication therapy management. Mm-hmm. Um is is did I say that correct Cheryl? Yes you did. It's okay, also now known is that MTM? Okay, now is that indefinite, that once Medicare starts providing, do you have to reenroll or every year or is that just indefinite?
1: Well, so it's based on your medical conditions and the number of prescription drugs you take. And every insurance plan is different. So, almost all of the insurance plans will cover things like chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, like COPD. Almost all of them will cover diabetes. Um, but other plans, like some plans, will cover mental health and other plans won't. So, this is something when you re enroll every year during the open enrollment period, ask. Okay.
0: And that's why it's important as you said whether it's your broker or whomever to just have that relationship with and to make sure you're being updated on, you know, different different issues going on with you, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I as we all know, insurance plans will change from year to year. So you need to you need to ask that question every year.
0: Very good. Well, Cheryl, how can people find you?
1: Okay. So, I have a company that I went one too fast, um, called Senseri. You can reach me at www.senseri.com or 1-888-697-6922, or you can email me at info at sensory.com.
0: Excellent. Well, uh, sure, this has been really good information, uh, a lot to digest, but... Uh, wonderful resource for people. So this webinar, like all of our webinars, will be on our YouTube page. Uh, go into YouTube, type in knowledgeable aging. We encourage you to subscribe. We update our YouTube page at least five to six times a week. You can also find us on a podcast, uh, whether you're in, with Spotify, Apple Tunes, et cetera. Until next time, I'm your host, Jason Kotar, and this is Knowledgeable Aging.